0: Good morning, afternoon and evening Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast proudly sponsored by the guys at ExoticLimo.com.au. My name's Corey and as always alongside me is Bretta.
1: G'day Corey, good to be back for another Supercoach Elites podcast. Let's get things rolling along nice and quickly over to the third member of the team, the Bombs Express. Choo choo!
2: That's right, better mate. The Bons Express is back, and for you uh, here today, listeners, we have the round eighteen preview. But as always, before we get stuck into that, Corey, mate, where can listeners hit us up on social media?
0: Uh, Find us on Twitter at SCElite. Find us on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook at Supercoach Elites, and also at www.supercoachelites.com, where we have all our weekly articles around the grounds, which is up now. Um, Bont's Captain article, which will come out this Wednesday. Uh, Harry Studs and Duds, the forums and everything else. Always a lot of fun, so head over there and uh, check it out. Boys, big weekend. What was that? Round 17 finished. Round 18 yep. coming up. Uh, everyone was always excited on Saturday with all the big scores. I mean, there's a lot of talk out in the community about, you know, I could crack 2600, 2500, 2700, and then Sunday comes and carnage strikes. And hasn't that flown on throughout the week, fellas? Nick Nat um, confirmed ACL out of the year, uh, most of next year as well. James Sisley with a broken hand. I'm not too sure what the bone was in there. The he'll miss, yeah, he'll sorry the wrist. Yeah, he'll miss at least six. Robbie Gray knocked out Kennedy suffering back spasms so plenty to talk about this week fellas Um, but look we're we're still got the bubble boys we can't forget about them there's not a lot of people bringing them in Um, we've got 149k Jakey Long the 149k midfield Midfielder. Uh, um, Brent Daniels, uh, 117k forward mid. Cola O'Riordan, the Irish rookie boys who has been killing it um, in the kneeful. He was rewarded last week. Dropped an 85 on debut, which was really, really nice. 123k defender. And Alex Morgan, who dropped the 73 for North Melbourne. He was also on a 123k defender. They're the ones we got there. Is anyone looking at a downgrade at all this week?
2: Uh. No, I'm personally not looking for a downgrade this week. And uh, look, I think if I was, it would be really, really dependent on what position you were kind of looking at. Uh, now, you reeled off a lot of players' names there, and uh, look, a lot of them are scattered. we got defenders, we've got midfielders, and we got forwards all kind of available. So you kind of just have to take what's on offer at this point of the year, I would have thought, and not put uh, yeah too much thought into the rookie selections at Round 18.
0: I think the only one that I really like there is Colour O'Riordan, the uh, Irish boy, ex-Gaelic footballer. Um, I think he's the only real viable one that's going to get you points. I can't see Daniel staying in. I think Long will be in and out. Uh, same with Morgan, although he played really well on the weekend too, so I'm not really condoning any of the uh, bubble boys this week. Brett, are you looking at anyone?
1: Uh, negative, but I think it's at this stage of the season, don't overthink it. Just pick the one that you need in your position if they don't get named. Just Go and get someone whose name. You don't you only need to cover for a couple more weeks or if you're covering say a Robbie Gray it's probably only gonna be one or two weeks of cover.
0: It's almost a way that you could um if you could transfer it into another position and then pick someone up. But uh that'll that's uh that's the way. Um boys at the top of the podcast, I forgot it every week, we normally crack it at the back end. But uh your scores, how do how do we score this week, Bombs?
2: Well, the bomb's expressed now. We all know a crack 2,400 two weeks in a row. I went one even bigger, and I was really disappointed this week. I wasn't able to get to the 2,600 mark because I was looking really likely, but I ended up with a 2,544 this week, which I was pretty happy with.
1: Brett? Uh, 2,504 cruising along nicely, just, you know, chasing pomper, as we all are. And I was... Uh, <laughs> 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 that was uh, 2,470.
0: Brett, I can tell you what, though. I'm appreciating the honesty as of late, too. It's... Uh, You know, I'm surprised you haven't set a sub-2000 score for the last couple of weeks.
1: (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, actually. I missed a spot there, I should have gone with that. Yeah, Yeah. damn it, uh, my bad. 1900 on the way next week, don't worry about that.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Just with a bit more of the rookie talk, would you condone, if you are downgrading, do you have to go grab a playing player, or can you grab a 102k player just to grab an extra 20k or something?
2: Well, if that 20K is going to make a world of difference, then I would do it. But otherwise, uh, I'd prefer to grab the play-and-play just in case. I mean, you never know when something's going to strike. For instance, you know, Robbie Gray this week, it might be handy to be able to loophole a bench option, uh, wouldn't it? Or or someone in the back line goes down or in the midfield goes down. it will be handy for that loophole. So um, unless that 20 grand is going to mean, you know, you get a kind of someone you have to accept compared to someone who you genuinely really want, that's the only way I'd go grab that 102K. Brenna?
1: Yeah, the only ones I really like, uh, Patrick Wilson from Adelaide, who's 105k, and Jake Brown from Sydney, who's 102k, and the only reason is they have the mid-forward swing. So um, they could still be useful to a point where if you have an Ahern or, say, maybe a Wingard or a Goey sitting at your F7, M7, or M9, apologies, um, you could still have a use for them and swing them to allow your M7, M9, sorry, and F7 to cover those spots.
0: They have been following me around the grounds too. I, I can't see how uh, Wilson doesn't get another game this year as well. I mean, mm. I'm hoping he doesn't because um, I think he would be a great one next year, but he's absolutely dominating in the two. So, um, tearing it up. Look, I don't mind it. If you can get it, actually, the big worry right now is how much carnage that we're constantly dealing with week week in, week out um, at that back end. Just a quick one. I mean, well, this is probably one for the, the big end of season recap that we do but is, have us as a community, have we gone too early on, on trades you think have, um, have a lot of us traded way too hard too early, getting rid of some uh, you know, a lot of those rookies before they were done and, uh, and undervalued and that's why a lot of us are sitting you know, anywhere between that probably well there'd be people out there with no trades one trade, two to five trade mark, is, is it is that the case? You think that a lot of the community has gone a little bit too early?
2: Well, I reckon we've uh, we've ended up with a lot of bad luck um, in terms of the rookies that we have traded down to. So you look at LDU who hasn't played many games. You look at Ridley who seemed like a really good pick, and so many went and picked him, and and he didn't, you know, come on uh, as expected. Um, and there's been examples like that, I think, just scattered throughout the entire year where. Players have seen decent enough, and then one reason or another just don't end up quite making it or, or making the money that, that we expect. I think there's probably only been oh, maybe two that have probably been traded too early uh, that spring to mind. Ed Richard's probably one of them. Um, I know I went a little bit early on him, but his break even, I think, when I traded him, was around 50, and he was only pumping out 40s at the time. So, you know, in the hindsight, hindsight's the the best, uh, well, it could be your best friend, but also your worst enemy. You can tell you whether you've done something right or whether you're you should have done something a little bit differently.
1: Right yeah, great. I think a lot of us have actually done the opposite. We've actually been pretty conservative this year. We've, I know Corey, you held Kelly for like seven weeks. I held Buddy and Toby Green for as long as I could and I a whole bunch of other things. We've actually really stuck to our word and held off on trades. And I think we're still all in somewhere in the like the one to five trades bracket, which is just really not enough. And yeah, again, adding to Bombs's little point where even guys like Tim Smith, he comes in averaging 95, 95. We bring him in, gets injured straight away, misses four weeks. Don Barry just didn't get it done. Uh, we brought Ed Phillips in. He keeps going in and out of the side. Lockie Murphy, most people have had him all year. He's gone up about 100K. Add Redmond to the list, who um, Came in, played fantastic for two weeks out for the season. And then, then we're not even looking at the premiums that so we just have dropping like flies. It has been a pretty catastrophic year. Not just players around the league, but important super coach pieces.
2: Ben, yeah, um, Logan Austin, Spargo, Duman. I mean, there's been yeah. so many of these examples in toy. Liam Ryan, uh, you remember, you know, coming off the bubble, we we pick yep. him up uh into his third week and then bang, he's out for twelve weeks and only made us sixty grand. There's there's been so much of that carnage from the rookies this year that it's it's I think it's forced teams to use a lot more trades than they would have liked. Bit of an outlier here, hey, box. Bit of an outlier in there, <laughs> the outlier <right>? <laughs> as well as you, I've got you saying that word correctly there, eh? <laughs> uh
0: no. It's, it's been um, it's, it's been a year of carnage, uh, super coaches. So don't get too upset. Don't get too worried. Don't think you've done too many things wrong because it's a tough year. It's been a very very tough year. Um, I mean, I've been speaking with people through the week and they've just been naming some of the primos that they've had to trade out throughout the year. You know, likes sort of Cali to Fife, Fife to McRae. You know, and those kind of situations that have that have happened. And and and. Yeah, nothing much you can do about it. Cruiser early, um, things like that that have rider just been as well. yeah that have yeah rider that have just absolutely screwed people. So um, if you are one that managed to avoid a lot of the trade carnage early. Just made the right picks. I'd assume you'd probably be sitting well and truly high in that top 1000 bracket right now. But um, it was just something that I wanted to bring up because I've seen a bit of angst in the community and uh, just wanted to put a couple of people's minds at ease. Um, Round the grounds this week, due to such a big podcast, I won't be doing Round the Grounds on the podcast. Again, head across to our Supercoach page, www.supercoachelite.com. Follow the articles link around the ground, and there's a huge write up from the VFL um, in depth from last weekend. Um, a lot of Supercoach 1 to watches, people to keep an eye out for next year, so uh, always good for those rookies at the start of the year. But, boys, are we ready for Who Am I? Are you
1: yeah, sure? My favourite segment, <laughs> Never Lose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love it. All right, Who Am I? I am priced between 400 and 500k. I have only two scores sub 70 um, and four of those scores sub 80. So, four scores sub 80, two of them being sub 70. Seven scores over 100 plus. Um, I haven't missed a game this year. My last, besides the buy round, my last six weeks of the season, I only played two top eight sides. This year is my highest averaging year so far in Supercoach. I'm a defender. Who am I? What was the sub? It was sub Oh, no, I know who
2: it is. Two scores sub
0: 70. Is it bracial? Four scores sub 80. It is not bracial. But I knew I'd get you with that.
1: Oh, yeah. I was was hunting for a bracial. I'm going to take a punt with Shannon Hearn. It is Shannon Hearn, Brett. Yes, I got one. Damn (laughs) I'm actually
2: good at this now. I am
1: so so
0: disappointed in in myself. I knew, Bonfire, I would get you with Brayshaw. Shannon Herb, we're going to have to have a lot of chat about defenders this week, boys. Sicily going down, it's a big one. We've got Sicily either in defence or up forward. Um, I want to start down back, I think it's... And then we'll go into the forward line and talk forwards for who you're going to replace Sicily with. Shannon Hearn has had a great purple patch the last six weeks. Couldn't believe his scores when I went and seen them, averaging just under ninety six. Is Shannon Hearn a viable option for Sicily?
2: I think so. I think so. Yeah. And and that's as short as I'll be because I I haven't given it a lot of thought. And I know that what we said earlier in the year we had a we had a look at him earlier in the year and we thought, mmm, do these scores look pretty good? They're some of them relatively uh, high up there, and then. For some reason, he was just one of these players, I think, that just didn't get the respect uh, probably that he's kind of deserved in terms of whether or not he's top six and obviously uh, probably being a bit of an oversight, I think, for the majority of the year. But I think now with Sisley going down, being the equivalent price, it's someone that you most certainly need to have a look at in terms of a replacement for Sis.
0: Right, before we go to you, I remember I just want to backdate to a podcast we had at the start of the year where you said you were considering picking Shaden Hearn. Do you recall that?
1: I do recall that because I had him in my draft league.
0: And what did a member of this podcast say when you were talking about that?
1: I don't recall, but I'd like to be informed. This this could be juicy. Oh, this I just could be nice. Remember <laughs> Bombs
0: giving you a bit of a clip over the year about mentioning Shannon Hearn and you know a bit of a trap and a bit of a stupid move and um, I'm really. Well, what you're telling, is, um, you're telling me is
1: um you're telling me Bombs has sabotaged my team. Like, well, I let's not
2: say. forget, let's not forget. I mean, Breda didn't have Lloyd at that stage, and he was contemplating Hearn over Lloyd. I mean... ah, no, that's a lie. I was getting Lloyd, Lloyd and
0: Lloyd. <laughs> 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 uh, Hearn's one. Right. Yeah. May, may I state, before we, we do talk about these replacements, is the most blatantly obvious ones, Rory Laird, Jake Lloyd, Cade Simpson, Elliot Yo, crisp, if you don't have them?
1: Yes. I like that you threw crisp in there,
0: yeah. I, th- I, think, I think if you don't have... One of those, was that five? One of those five, Yeah, I think they are the auto-go-get. Yeah.
1: yeah. See, I think I don't think the gap between Hearn and Crisp is that massive, though. I think that's actually, um, that's a lot closer than what I think people have in their minds. I, I think if people are missing 10 grand and they can't get to Crisp, I think Hearn's just fine. I don't think you're really going to lose more than maybe one or two points a week uh, on average, different throughout from here on in.
0: You agree there, Bobs?
2: Well, I think it's close. I mean, if I have to pick one, I'm picking Crisp, though.
1: Exactly. That's the only thing. He's also, Chris doesn't miss games. Well, now I've said it, poor guy's going to do a hammy, but <laughs> um, what is at 90 games in a row or something without missing one. So I guess in a year where Carnage is just going bananas, it's probably a good time to bring it in.
2: Is and it he's f- never missed one uh, since being at Collingwood, I believe. Is it funny go.
0: that we're talking about this and putting Crisp above Hearn, even though Hearn's out averaging Crisp? Or yeah, he- weird. Is it just the fact of that consistency factor? Because Hearn seems to have that bit of a ceiling rather than Crisp has got that flat line base almost.
2: Yeah, but I I also think what plays a factor in that is probably Crisp's start to the year. If you look at Crisp from round eight onwards, um, he's significantly better than Hearn, I believe. Yep.
0: What about um, names like Michael Hurley, Angus Brayshaw, um, Luke Ryan... Tom what do you think
1: about What do you think about Michael Hurley, Corey? Because you I completely dismissed him, but yeah,
0: I'm still dismissing him. I uh, just uh, the the one worry with me against Michael Hurley is uh, he was great on the weekend in the first half. And again, he was behind the ball. He was the general. He was doing everything against this butt ugly Gold Coast whatever they were putting on the park. From halftime onwards, he scored 30 Supercoach points. I it's mean, not right. naughty in the first half. That's oh, I, fine. I, I get that, and I understand that. I'm not, not. not he didn't
2: score man, thirty in the second half.
0: Yeah, he did he was on ninety at the time. M-
1: Are you sure? Yeah, I thought he was ninety the week before against the Pies, and he scored a hundred flat.
0: Oh, I'm pretty sure no. he was on. He might have been on eighty then.
1: Yeah, it might have been eight. I don't know,
0: but it's just it's just that same debate. The second half of Michael Hurley constantly going missing, I don't really trust him as much as the others, but he did do well. He is an option there at four hundred and sixty K. If you need to save a little bit of money, I have no issue with bringing Michael Hurley in. But I, I, it's not for me.
1: So outside the five, or say the four, do you think Crispin Hearn are the two that are the most going like the muskets?
0: The other one for me is Angus Brayshaw, and it, it never was. There was always, there's still, if you don't have a lot of trades, there's still always the injury worry that he could seriously go knock himself out. But this guy is playing pure midfield minutes. Like, centre bounce attendant on the weekend, it was literally just him and Oliver with a rotating third. Um, his midfield numbers are crazy, and he could be one that could, out of nowhere, just project you, like, week-to-week basis going, Brayshaw is a unique, getting you the wins just purely off what he can do in that midfield. However... No, Viney helps as well. Exactly. Viney out for a month to six weeks, I think it was.
1: Oliver playing more forward. Yeah, there's always
0: the worry that, you know, Brayshaw could go behind the ball, Brayshaw could get knocked out, etc. But right now, I think Brayshaw's right up there, and I've got Crisp, so Hearn was my the one I was thinking about. I'm weighing up the Hearn behind the ball being the general effective ball user versus Brayshaw in the guts gathering, you know, 30-something touches a week. That's my other worry. He had 38 and only scored 116. So... Melbourne
2: have a lot of high-scoring players. That's
0: Um, a... The one thing that I love about Shannon Hearn, too, is it reminds me so much of Crisp. He was doing it on the weekend where Crisp is a real runner, get the ball, sprint through the guts, receive handball, then inside 50. On the weekend, it was ball out, turn around, back to Hearn, and he'd kick a ball 60 metres. So, you know, Crisp does the run and carry. Hearn just launches it in. Um, And I think Darling and Kennedy being back are actually going to help him because he's got targets to kick to.
1: They want to get it in faster.
0: too. Yeah. so it's it's a tough debate. I actually think the Sicily, this Sicily thing is going to make or break a lot of teams. What
1: about in-
2: those teams? Where what about the teams with Sicilies up front as well? I mean, I mean there's so many forwards you can contemplate too. This is
0: this is my next part of the question. So we'll get there in a second. But right now, okay, we'll go ignore the top four because if you don't have the top four, you have to go get them. Crisp, Hern, Hurley. Sicily, uh, sorry, Brayshaw. Anyone else want to chuck in? Anyone else there?
1: No, that's a good four. Yeah. I think that's a good go real four. So one
0: to four, and then before we go, I want to ask another question. So one to four, let's go. Start with your bombs.
2: Uh, so for me, so it's, it's Chris Beasley. Uh, then you know Hearn, uh, probably with a tight third to Brayshaw than Hearley. Brenner?
1: Yeah, my 4 is also Crisp Hearn, but I put Hurley at 3, I just like Hurley, I'm a big Hurley man And Brayshaw at 4 because he could get hurt
0: See, I think that, I think Crisp at 1 for me Brayshaw at 2, Hearn at 3, Hurley at 4 Um, What about Webster, boys? Is there any way we can even nah. look at Webster after what happened on the He's weekend? injured
2: again He's injured again.
0: I think it was just precautionary. went off as a precaution.
2: Are you sure? Well, no. Yeah. I mean, you you wouldn't dare. You wouldn't dare go anywhere near him. you Don't wanna, even care. You Don't give even care a about a his spiel. Don't <laughs> be I, lost just, as usual. I think
0: he's just cut out there. Um, yeah.
2: Cluster's where to move. Is it no, just... well, oh, sorry. I think we've missed one player in this conversation. It's Tom McDonald.
0: Nah, that was the other one that I was talking about before. Yeah, so McDonald, is he... An option, Bonds. I know you're you've been a big advocate for McDonald all year. I was going through his scores the other day. They're not as impressive as what we all think.
2: <coughs> well, they're not as impressive because that thirty nine where he came off the rib was absolutely crap, and.